Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we've got another special guest on the show. <laughs> when I say the show, the podcast. Um, uh, Mr. Matty White is in the building today. So let's ask him a few questions, get a bit of background about Matty and um, what understand what makes him tick. All right, let's go. Hello, Stacey. Matty White, here he you, is. How are you? You, you, mate? Got, you got me good. Yeah, I'm very well. Very well, mate. Are we live? We are live, mate. We've got right. you loud and clear coming hot. Mr. Cool, calm and collective himself. How are you, mate? Beautiful. I'll, uh, I'll stop swearing from now. <laughs> That's the one. But, uh, no, I'm well, mate. Everything's going good. Just plugging away. You've had a busy couple of days with um, doing the bike? Yeah. Yeah, busy couple of days. It's um, flat chat at the moment. So the buy was done on Monday. And um, yeah, so just all the work that is involved pre and post the buy. So yeah, so plenty on, but um, yeah, can't complain. It, it, you know you know when it's going to be on. It happens every year. So Yeah, just mate, just give us a bit of an insight of what a buy looks like from your guys' point of view. I mean, you've got the sales team doing all the hard yards out in the road, out in the field, and then all the orders are collated um, at the end of last week. Yeah. What goes in, what kind of hours do you guys are putting in? What kind of questions oh. are you having? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, good question. It, look, um, to be honest, it's Ivy's the one who does a majority of the work. Um, we just sort of lob in for a whole day, and that's a good sort of eight to ten hours in front of a big screen. Um, lots of numbers. All the numbers that the guys have submitted get uploaded into Ivy's buy file, and we basically go through every piece one by one and um, determine how many we need to buy. So um you know whether we need residual for these styles or alternatively if something didn't make um minimums do we need to add extra units um and uncommitted units to that or do we cancel it um do we um find some other avenues to take extra units like the outlet channel or um can we put a quick call into some of our clearance partners to see if they'd like to to get involved yeah, wow, that's a lot going on, mate. So yeah, days into it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is. It really is. Ivy does a majority of the work, but um, it, it's a really good good day. I'd love for the whole team to be able to see it, but um, yeah, it's literally scrutinising every every style, you know, every customer, um, and 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 then we're working back to a plan. To we're working back to a plan of how much money we're allowed to spend on this buy, right? Um, whether we go over that, whether we go under it, um. Uh, a, a unit um, measurement as well, uh, as well as, um, you know, lots of complex negotiations with the factory in terms of, you know, if we don't hit minimums on some certain items and that's when Tane has to go back to the factory and do, do her magic in terms of negotiating um, those styles to get through or, you know, a bit of give and take or whatever it might take to get things over the line. Yeah, wow. See, from a sales yeah. point of view, we're just quite lucky enough. We just capture the orders and yeah. it magically appears in our warehouse. So yeah, that's, so. that's the beauty of sales. You know, it, it's uh, you're at the coalface. I suppose you're sort of living and dying by the numbers a bit. But the good thing is, you know, in most sales roles, I think, you know, you get to dedicate the majority of your time to selling. So um, it's that old that old saying that when you've got, when sales are good, you've got no problems. But when sales are bad, you've got a thousand problems. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, it rings really true. Yeah, it does, mate. And, mate, you've been with Speedo for quite a few years now, mate. What are you coming up to? Uh, I just ticked over nine, actually. Nine, nine years? Nine years, yeah, nine just the other day. Yeah, so. So, mate, give us a bit of background about yourself leading into leading into True Alliance, mate. I know you really get Rebel prior to that, but give us, if you take a little bit further back, what did you get up to? Um, oh, pre, Pre-True Alliance? Um, 
I, I, I had, a, I've had a lot of jobs. My first job was as a butcher's assistant. Um, wow. just, just, just finished school and, um, that was good. That was a, a good job, a real eye opener. Um, your friend, your friendly neighbourhood butcher. He behind the scenes, he's a really dodgy character. So um, <laughs> yeah, I learnt uh, I learned a lot um, working with those guys. They were pretty pretty interesting characters. But um, yeah, but I did that. I worked as a butcher's assistant, which was really good. And I sort of learnt. I, I did learn a few things in that trade as well, um, in terms of you know probably a couple of lessons that I had from that career, um, if you could call it a career, <laughs> was. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember my manager saying, you know, always make it look like ourselves. So we would always, um, when we were putting the meat out every day, we used to display about a week's worth of meat in any given day. So wow. it was a lot of effort. You're hauling all this meat out from the back fridges to put it on display. Um, but the idea behind it was that um, it made you look successful, I suppose. You, you know, no one likes a, a butcher shop or a chicken shop that's half full. It sort of looks a bit sad. So yeah, it sort of makes you look more successful than you are when you've got a lot out on display. Um, and yeah, the other lesson I got from that one, which my manager at the to- time told me was always make sure the, the product looks good because if it does, you know, people will buy it. So yeah. I think I think they're two, two things that um, ring true just in terms of swim, swim merchandise and, and yeah. goggles. So yeah, so I did that. And, yeah, butcher's assistant. I worked at Rebel Sport for a while. I worked at David Jones on a, on the loading dock um, at right. one of the stores. I, I did a bit of labouring. I, I pulled beers at my local pub. I, I yeah. made coffees um, in a coffee shop for a while. Um, so yeah, I, I did a did a whole heap of different things um, before I suppose I, I'd consider you know get getting out and and getting a, a proper job in inverted commas. <laughs> <laughs> And speedo, mate, what what drew you to to come work for the the mighty brand speedo? Um, I, I really wanted to. I, I love sport, so I wanted to work in sports, and I've sort of always had a connection with sports since leaving uni. So, I um I wanted to sort of stay involved in sport, but I really wanted to get involved in sales. I wasn't really doing a sales role at my previous job. I was sort of um, marketing slash client account management and. And um, I really wanted to get into sales because I, my my job was assisting the sales team at that company. Um, but I, I really liked what they were doing, and I wanted to get into it myself. But that, it was direct sales, so I didn't I didn't want to go into sales in, in that company. I, I just thought something on the wholesale side of things would be appealing. So I, I, it was literally um, an advertisement on Seek, and I applied and, and got the role, and that was it. Well done, mate. That's great news. So nine years at TA, that's a great effort, mate. And, yeah. And so and you've been sales manager for how many years now, mate? Yeah. Um, oh, when was it? Mid-2015. So, yeah, a bit over three and a half now. Yeah, great start. It's national sales. So, and yeah. Every, so, every yeah. day has its challenges, mate. So, as you can imagine, everybody has their motivation. What kind of motivates you? It doesn't have to be work-related. And what, I guess what's your why in terms of what drives you, what makes you get out of bed every day? Yeah. Um, no, good one. Good question, mate. I, I, you know, to be honest, it's probably, it's financial, I'd I'd say, to be honest, like I, I'm not like obsessed with money, but you know, the things that motivate me, are, um, you know, doing a better job, um, at what I'm doing. Um, so I can increase my earning capacity so I can pay off the mortgage or, (laughs) um, you know, if, if a family comes along down in, down the track, then I can provide for the family. So, yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, and, and just being able to do some things that I might want to do, like a holiday or something like that. So, 
it probably, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, it probably is financial. Yeah. More than, more than anything. And everyone's got their own reasons of why. I mean, a lot of people's family, a lot of people that's like you say, want to be better than they are. And financial is definitely a lot of, an important factor to a lot of people. So, yeah. No, I completely get it. To be successful, like sometimes you've got to sort of push yourself or you've got to sort of be motivated like you are. But what do you think, uh, like, would you say your three key ingredients to be to being successful? I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not an easy job to get to be sales manager for a multi, like a, a big brand like this. Yeah. Especially in the Australian New Zealand market. So how do you, what do you think your key ingredients are to be successful? Yeah. Um, look, I, I think it's something I'm still working on myself. Like I, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert at these things, but I think for me is you always look to improve on yourself um, so you can get yourself to that next level or, uh, you know, so it's certainly in the business world, you know, every sort of level you get to, no matter what the organisation, there's a certain amount of business skills but also personal skills that you, you really need to perform at that level. Um, so I suppose I try to have the mindset to, to not rest on my laurels and, and try and improve myself on, on whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, probably the second one is, is being empathetic. Um, I think empathy is a really good skill to have when you're in negotiations with your customers um, or, or general business meetings. Um, it's, it's really easy to only see something from your perspective and, I try to as often as I can put myself in that other person's shoes and, and think about it from their perspective and how um, this particular um, event might be impacting them or, or this particular course of action, what are the ramifications going to be for them? Because ultimately, if you, you're going to be successful in your role, your accounts need to be successful as well. It, it's, it's mutual. If, if your accounts aren't successful, then you're not going to be successful either. Yeah. So that's... um that empathy and, and probably the third one is just being dependable um I, I just try to be that person who um can get things done i try to i try to be that person that has really good output um in terms of my um workload um you know quality as well uh, you know just being available and 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 try i try to be that guy that gets things done and, and has the answer and if i don't have the answer then i'll go out and seek seek it and you definitely do that, mate. I mean, let's, let's put that in perspective. For example, the, the sales conference, and definitely not. you've got a lot of, a lot of markets to cater within our sales team and, our, and the Speedo team, mate. You do a great job in that. That must be like a challenge in oh. itself, mate. Oh, no. Look, I've got to thank the team for that. Like, we, we run on a shoestring budget, but everyone manages to have a really, really good time uh, with the, the limited funds that we have. And... Uh, there's heaps of good stories from over the years, um, none of which can ever be repeated. But uh, you know, it's uh, I think I think the team needs to uh, to take a bow on that one because uh, yeah, every, everyone gets involved at conference and and it's really good. Yeah, apparently we've been banned from Canberra. I'm not quite sure why, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the the, Can the Canberra ban hasn't been lifted yet. Which um, yeah, there's a couple yeah, there's a couple of places we're not welcome back at, but we're we're very welcome back at the Columbian on Oxford Street. They keep emailing me asking us when are we coming back. So um, yeah, it, it, it depends depends on the place. Yeah. <laughs> mate. Last year was a big year. We've got another massive year ahead of us. We're always trying to strive to be better. Yeah. Than what we were on last year, and I guess one of the challenges is for the, the management team and more so for yourself is setting goals. Like, yeah. do you are you much of a goal setter? What sort of do you have goals planned for yourself? 
like, I guess it could be personal or even business related. What would your goals be for 2019, mate? Yeah, I try to. Goal setting is probably something I could get better at. I, um, I, I'm sort of not that person that sits down and jots them down. Um, I sort of do take some time to think about them and I, I'll have them in the back of my head, but it's probably an improvement area for me. But, um, you know, from a work perspective, um, I, I want to set the wholesale channel up for success for next year and beyond. It's a really challenging retail environment at the moment. There's a lot of new players who, who are doing swimwear, a lot of, a lot of um, new online businesses coming up and, and really the, the market's getting diluted um, by a lot of new players coming into Australia and New Zealand. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, there's more places you can get swimwear now. Um, and on top of that, I suppose the economic forecast is quite pessimistic at the moment. So people just don't have that buying confidence. So it's a, it's a really interesting time in retail. And what I want to do is future-proof the wholesale channel um, by creating new channels of distribution. Um, the, the big one is schools and clubs, which we've spoken about. And um, the, that that's easy business as far as I'm concerned. It's just a matter of going out and getting it and, um, if we can sign more schools and clubs, it sort of um, recession proofs us in a way that, you know, if something was to go wrong with Rebel um, or something was to go wrong with, you know, some of our other big majors, then you've got this good solid business on the side um, that ticks over every year. It's easy money um, and it doesn't disrupt anything we're doing in the marketplace, whether it's an aquatic centre or Rebel, Dave Jones, Meyer, because it's customised swimwear for that particular school or club. So um, so there's a lot of discussions behind the scenes at the moment about how we get that up and running um, because I understand yeah. too there's a lot of challenges in terms of everyone's got a lot of accounts at the moment. So it's hard to find that time to go and knock on, on new doors sometimes. But um, anyway, something working on in the background. Um, and yeah, from a personal point of view, um, probably just, uh, yeah, I've got my partner, Kate, so probably just uh, set ourselves up a bit more, um, pay off a bit more of the mortgage. We've got a house that needs lots of work, um, yeah. so put a bit into that and, um, yeah, hopefully just get ourselves in a in a better position as the year goes on. Yeah, mate, and just having back onto what you mentioned before about your personal goals, setting up the wholesale business for a successful year, and I completely understand what you're saying is that uh, the market is being diluted and is saturated with a lot of other brands on online retailers, onshore and offshore. I guess from our point of view, we've got to figure out how we better and different to what other brands are doing. How are we offering value? Um, what are we doing differently? How are we better than the other brands? A lot of brands I've heard, they just go out and then just stitch up their customers. They just fill them up with product, which is, a, which is probably the quickest way to lose money, I reckon, mm. in the long term. Mm. Because... I think if we go in showing that we are there to support their brand, we're going to get more, I don't know what the right word is, more recognition or just more support from our, from our wholesale accounts. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really critical what we do now um, compared to other brands about how we can support them. More, think, I think we've got to think more like what can we do for them as opposed to what can they do for us. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think, I think you know, um, a, a good characteristic of a good account manager is, is not just ensuring sell-in, but also putting a lot of effort into sell-through. Um, yeah. and, and 
you know, that might be, um, you know, spending that extra hour in an account to haul out a heap of stock from, from the storeroom and put it out, which is a complete drainer on your time. But, you know, if you leave that account an hour later and you've put out three grand worth of stock, then, you know, that's a quite a good achievement. That's three grand of stock that now has an opportunity to sell, um, you know, maybe initiating some promotions. Um, there's going to be an email from the marketing database really soon with lots of um, promotional signage and sales signage that our accounts can use to, to hopefully um, prompt them to start running some promotions and put some of their product on on specials so it'll sell through quicker. So when we go back with high summer, their, their stocks have depleted quite a lot and they're much more confident to um, put a decent order in with us at high summer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah a big part of the responsibility falls on sell-through, not just sell-in. Yeah, you're so right, mate, and that's, that's part of our role as well. So and that's that question going to come to soon. But just before that, I mean, success for a lot of people comes in different forms. For example, um, some people may see it paying off their mortgage in a, in a short amount of time as success to them or having a family success. But from a business point of view, what, do you, what would you say success looks like to you, mate? Oh, look, you know, for the sales channel, you know, I would be ecstatic if, every member of the sales team was hitting their commissions, getting their commissions, because if they are, it ultimately means that we're also hitting our sales targets, which means we're moving forward as a channel. So if, if we, if, if everyone was getting their commission, you know, I would be wrapped. That, that would make me really happy. Yeah. And so, I mean, the thing is to hit our commission is not an easy job. It's not just a matter of turning up every day, as you can mm. imagine. You've, you've been there, done that many, but, especially working at working and being a butcher's assistant, mate. Um, <laughs> what do you think makes a good rep or a, a good, a good account, account manager? Like if you owned a, if you had Matty White Sports, what would you expect from your rep? Yeah, um, probably just um, being ever-present. I think that's a really good skill um, for an account manager. So um, being that account manager who responds to emails promptly, um, if you don't have the answer, um, at least acknowledge the email say, um, I don't have an answer on this yet, but I'll get back to you by such and such a date. Um, you know, being that account manager who picks up the phone nine times out of 10, um, because if you think about your uh, accounts, especially the ones that are multi-branded, it's like, oh, I'll call Speedo, I'll put an order in. Speedo doesn't pick up, I'll stuff it. I need this product soon. They usually take two days to get back to me. I'm just going to call Zogs. So, so being ever-present um, and, and reliable um, can have you know, a, an immediate impact on your results. Um, yeah, and I think empathy, um, which I mentioned before, is another good one. Um, it's, it's really, it's not rocket science. It's just doing the basics right. And, and you do those basics right as an account manager and you'll get immediate results. And you can turn things around really quickly um, as an account manager. It can happen, you know, you know in an instant um, for sure. And, you know, I've, I went through it myself when I started at Speedo as an account manager the territory I came into had been torched by, by the previous rep and um, it was in disarray. But, you know, a couple of months of just solid service and, and it was long forgotten and, and things were back on track again. Yeah. And, and if, I, if you speak to a lot of people, mate, mate, they've ne- I don't think I've ever met somebody so cool, calm and collective. <laughs> mate, I reckon you could be in the middle of a house fire and you'd be still walking around trying to find your car keys, mate. So yeah, I don't, where do you think, I don't... Where do you think the attribute comes from? You're so calm under pressure. Where do you think that comes from, mate? Uh, I don't know. Look, I'm probably not as calm as I look. Like sometimes I, people tell me this and sometimes I feel like I'm stressed out of my brain, but I just <laughs> might not. I mustn't be showing it, but... um. I don't, I really don't know um, that I can't answer that one at all. I just, uh, 
yeah, I do. I do. You know, if if I am in a situation where I get delivered some bad news, I try to just check myself and just check myself for five seconds. Okay, let's think about this, and uh, yeah. you know, do I do I need to blow up? No, probably not. It'll be all right. Um, and you know, it, yeah, you think of all the problems you've had in in your role, and you've probably forgotten about most of them because they really weren't that big a deal. So, you know, yeah. unless something really bad happens, like that's when I'll I'll uh, you'll see me. Uh, get emotional <laughs> <laughs> like if the roosters lose in the ground yeah that's a big one yeah pretty much yeah don't call don't call me on monday if the roosters yeah. are beaten on sunday so mate and i think that's a trait a lot of us could take into our into our kit about staying cool calm and collective when we need to be sometimes it's easy just to blow up but if we put yeah. things in perspective like like you say a few days later it doesn't really matter so yeah mate, it's a good trait that you've got not everybody's got it so um yeah, it's all all power to you, mate, on that side of things. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah. So, look. So, if you look, if you fast forward, I mean, I can imagine you've got aspirations that you want to achieve, and within your either business career or um, in your journey in life, mate. What if you? If I could ask you, where would you see? Where would Matty White see himself in five, ten years' time? Do you think? Um, I, look, I, I'd still love, you know, potentially, you know, potentially be at Speedo. Um, but you know, if not at Speedo, you know, it's still involved in sport. Um, you know, I love the brand and, and I don't have any ambitions to, to go anywhere at the moment. Um, so yeah, you know, still involved at Speedo. Um, but if that wasn't to be still involved in sport, you know, I'd, I'd probably, I'd love to run a brand one day. Um, that's probably a goal of mine. Um, you know, but also, I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of interested in, um, the governing bodies of sport as well, like, you know, um, National Rugby League, Australian Football League, um, Cricket Australia, um, those sorts of organisations. I've, I've always sort of been interested in the operational side of, of a big sport as well. So, um, yeah, something in sport would, would do me fine. Yeah, nice, mate. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, we've learned a lot about Matty White in the last 20-odd minutes, and it's been quite insightful from my point of view anyway. So, um, thanks, <laughs> thanks for sharing mate. a bit of no, that's okay. and pieces. But, I guess to wrap it up, mate, um, we all get, we're often great at giving advice, but what would you say the best piece of advice you've received is over the years of, of um, I, don't, I guess, your working career or even just in general, what would you say your best piece of advice has been? Um, if I could give two, um, the, first one, the first one's really corny and, and everyone's heard it before and it's that line that knowledge is power. Um, it sounds really corny and, and I'd, you, I've heard it a million times in my life, but it was probably about 10 years ago, um, a previous role, one of my colleagues just said it to me in a conversation and it was the first time it sort of sunk in. Um, and I think it, it is really important in terms of what we do, um, educating yourself on as much as, as you can possibly learn. Um, so when you're going into meetings and negotiations with customers, if, if you've got more knowledge then the person sitting across from me on the other side of the table, you've immediately got the upper hand. And it was something I tried to do, you know, when I was in the rebel role, I tried, before I had a meeting, I would, um, you know, study the numbers, study what the sell-through numbers were up to. Um, so I would go into that meeting and I often knew more than what they did about their own category because I'd just done a lot of study. So it just helped me in terms of preparing answers uh, and, you know, those challenging questions that you might get in a meeting. Um, I, I felt like I had the upper hand. So, so knowledge is power. The second one is, um, is not really a saying, but it's something that just explains a lot of um, life to me, which is supply and demand. Um, supply and demand, it's, it's probably like the, 
the the phrase that um, explains the most about life to me in terms of um, demand for products um, versus the price that they're sold at um, versus their av- availability, um, et cetera, et cetera. It sort of just explains, you know, we live in a commercial world, so um, it's a really simple one that sort of sums up, you know, why a lot of things are the way they are. So um, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does, mate. No, that's some great. That's some great pieces of advice. And if you can work on either of those, it's um, definitely helps you get in the right direction. And I guess it's, I guess those both of those sort of challenge you about how, how you go about that day, day in day out. Sorry, mate. You know, like, you know, like knowledge is power. Sometimes yeah. people, the thing is, I guess that people wait for knowledge to come to them as opposed to searching it. Yeah, definitely. And so if you can go out and actually search it rather than waiting for someone to come and give it to you, if that kind of makes sense. I'm yeah. Rabbling or not, but yeah. No, no, you really hit the nail on the head because we live in, a, in an age where information's at your fingertips. Um, so in, in reality, every single person in the developed world has got the same opportunity in terms of learning as the next person. But the difference between those people is the person who goes and seeks that information versus the person who, who doesn't um, and, and, and ultimately they're the ones that end up becoming more educated. No, that's, that's some great words there by Matty White. And on that note, mate, it's been fantastic. Thanks so much so, for being part of the podcast, mate. So, no, sure so is you, mate. I've been loving the podcast. Thanks for having me and I hope, hope everyone's still awake after that one. <laughs> sure, they will. They hang off every word, I can tell. So, <laughs> good um, stuff, good stuff. No, uh, mate, it's, it's been great. So thanks so much for it. And um, I'm sure the guys will probably have some more questions for you. They can easily flick you an email or yeah. jump on the phone. And uh, well, one thing we love about you, mate, is you're, you're very much an approachable person to talk to. We can tell you anything, mate. And it's just um, we know we're not going to get some bust, fucking uh, <laughs> wild up, round up, uh, Matty White. We know he's always going to be cool, calm, and collective. So. Oh, no, thanks, Jason. Uh, no, mate, you've, I've got to say, you've done a, a great job with the podcast. One of the reasons I actually did this was just to learn about it so I could copy it because I copied all of your <laughs> ideas. So um, I just, just want to give a plug to my podcast coming out next week, Matty, Matty White. <laughs> it's Matty White, Armchair Expert, um, launching next Friday. <laughs> no worries, mate. Keep the emails flying too. They're very entertaining. So the, the team love the emails, so keep them going as well too, mate. Too easy. All right, All mate. Right, thanks so, for that. Thanks for having us. Cheers, mate. Okay, bye, bye. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you found that really insightful. Matty's a great bloke to to get to know and understand. Um, he had some really good points there that he raised um, about a few bits and pieces. Um, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please let me know either by a, by a text message or just by um, just by dropping me a line. Or if you want to hear something in particular, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about what you want to hear So um, on the next podcast. So, um, again, thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Okay, bye.